Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk, Happy Hour Radio. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Well, hello, Seattle. Hello, Puget Sound, and welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I'm your host, Christopher Chan, advanced sommelier, your weekend wine guy, and the baron of brewskis. That's right. It's summertime. It's uh, July or uh, June. It's July. I'm way ahead of myself. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, because of the solstice, I believe it's like tonight, isn't it? The 21st or something like that? Or it's coming up or is it already passed? Gosh, I'm like in uh, a time zone all on my own. And I know that, you know, it's great to have all the sunlight here in the Pacific Northwest. And I'm really, I'm really not into us changing the daylight savings time. I personally want the sun to, to rise at 5 and set at 10. Because if they mix it up, it's going to be, what, rises at 6 and then sets at 9. I think. Anyway, um, regardless, that just gives you more time to enjoy the summer, enjoy the the outdoors, and enjoy um, some fresh brewskis, which I've got uh, right before me. Uh, my friends down at Pyramid Brewing uh, are in the house, in the studio here. i got Bruce Key, who's the Director of Marketing for Pyramid Brewing. And Bruce, welcome to Happy Hour. Hey, thank you so much for having me. So, uh, Pyramid Brewing, I know that uh, Kalama, Washington, I used to head down and visit my mom in Oregon when she was uh, going to grad school, and I'd see the Kalama Brewing there, and it was said Pyramid, right? Uh, had a little pyramid on the side. And now you're up in Seattle. This is what, 25 years in Seattle? Yes, 25 years. Yeah, and that brew house down there on First and Royal Brougham, or is that. Uh... Yep, that's exactly where you're at. Okay, because yep. Edgar Martinez is on the other side. Exactly. And Dave Newhouse is in there somewhere, too. Exactly. So, yeah, right across from. T-Mobile Park now. T-Mobile Park. It takes, it takes a little bit getting used to Well, it. I got to say, you know, with all that pink, that's really putting a little pressure on the mayor. <laughs> uh, they came out smoking and then uh, decided yeah. to, um, well, you know, get a little soft. Uh, but, hey, it's fun. It's sunshine. And we only get, uh, you know, we paid so much for that darn stadium, so you got to get out there and enjoy it. And, Absolutely. Uh, heck, you know what great about low crowds is you get a cheap ticket and just move down. Yeah. And spend your money on Pyramid Brews. You guys exactly. serving beer there? So we're uh, across the street from the stadium, obviously. So, yeah, that's the, you know, your, your pregame, your postgame. You know, come on in, get great fresh beer as well as, you know, delicious food. Excellent. Well, uh, let's talk about some of the new beers. I know that Josh Riggs is your innovation brewer, and he's probably working on some real fun stuff for the fall. Uh, but today you are releasing or talking about some new releases. What do you got? Yeah. So, well, let's start with uh, let's start with our baseball beer since we're talking baseball, right? right. And so, you know, this is a longtime Seattle classic curveball pale ale nice crisp light refreshing i think it's perfect pre-game post-game as well as like this weekend i was just doing some yard work and uh you know <laughs> just you know i mean it it was my lawnmower beer quite honestly and so you know just uh hanging out around the house it's really are you refreshing. driving you got a uh, drive lawnmower you oh no no no, no. i'm, I'm just pushing no, okay really. yeah. i'm getting to the point now where i really just you know it's, i just tell my kid to get out there and mow. oh all and, right and i can there just hold go. the beer right well you stand so, yeah um let's talk about curveball i know that uh these days of uh craft brewing everyone's got a cool hip name and probably there's i don't know a hundred thousand names out there with all the beers over the years uh curveball is trademarked uh that's i believe it is it should be right it it is i mean yeah i mean we we are the curveball in terms of the beer industry i mean we've been making this beer for more than 15 years and so it's you know it's really identified with you know pyramid brewing are you going to go with the whole baseball thing we're gonna have a a fastball which means it gets you there quicker 
<laughs> no, no. I think you know, curve. We're gonna we're gonna own the we're gonna own that curveball space and and kind of keep it keep it right there as we kind of explore uh, other beers and and styles and names. All but, right, it says summer blonde ale, yeah. and uh, you know, I always liked blondes growing up. Uh, <laughs> what makes a blonde ale, and why is it summer? Well, I think, you know, A, it's our seasonal for the summer, so it comes out uh, right around the same time as the uh, opening day in baseball, so really technically late spring. But really, you know, a, a majority of that beer is, uh, you know, produced in the summer, so it's our seasonal at that time. Uh, and then Blonde, you know, it's an ale, so obviously we're using ale yeast in there, but it's nice, light, refreshing, and with a nice, clean, crisp finish on it. And so, uh, you know, there's uh, pretty low hops, low ABV. And, uh, and so making it really uh, a nice beer for, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, everyday refreshment for lawn mowing. <laughs> and watching baseball. Okay. Well, let's crack else. one open. Let's get cool. a taste let's of this summer this. blonde ale. Yeah. Uh, available in six packs um, at all of your uh, local retailers, I'm sure. Yep. Exactly. Uh, low ABV. I, uh, oh, low ABV. I like it because 5% is now yeah, you need better radio effects, man. Oh, Can you hear man. that? There you go. All right, it sounds like go. you're adding some water to your fish tank or oh, something. Come on. I, that's not that. That's what we need. Well, um, I like how it's in a logo. <laughs> that was pretty short. <laughs> short and sweet. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it's it's uh, slightly hazy. Is that part of it? This is um, just got a little bit. Is that is that in little, these days? It's just a little bit of chill haze, I think. But it's yeah. I mean, it's. Oh, it, you think it's? Uh, yeah, I think it's just a little bit from the. Uh, no, it's hazy, um, which is okay because these days um, I think we like uh, this this throwback to the the porridge beers that we used to have, which were really the the, the bread of life, as it were. All right, let's take a sip. Oh, let's take a smell. Yeah, that smells like more like a lager beer. I know you said it's an ale top, so mm-hmm. lager is a low yeah, um, yeah. So yeast. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting a little bit of uh, some some wheat notes in the in the aroma, but then like you know moderately hopped. It's not dry hop, so it's not like you know super hoppy ah. in the aroma either. That's good. That's better than I remember. Mm. They changed it. It's softer. It's less hoppy. Um, and it's more refreshing. You're right. It's it's crisp yeah. on the finish, which I like. You know, one of the things we're always doing at Pyramid, right, is like you know drinking. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. Okay. You got to you got to you try. The question. I thought I had to answer. You got to try your product, but I think you know we're also always you know constantly working on refining uh, and improving our product, investing in new equipment, and as well as to just have more uh, you know looking at your recipes and making sure that they're always you know the best possible. Have and, you uh, taken any uh, stock into uh, malt providers or hop? producers no no you no. let them do that. you let those specialties take care of themselves and you just we, the pick we're the just a, a good customer for for both of those uh for both of those areas but uh, no we we don't have any sort of financial ownership or our control of any like local like uh, malt or hop yards you know i gotta say that uh, i noticed there's this something called a mexican lager coming out and mm-hmm. this reminds me in that same um weight that same palate uh the same refreshness it's it's the antithesis of the hop beers which Hops are are great when they're just a little bit. I mean, I'm I was a hop head. I mm-hmm. dug it. I said more the better. But then you yeah. know I realized that those are pollens, <laughs> and I'm kind of allergic to pollens, mm-hmm. so they fatigued me. Uh, but this is um, this is actually you can drink this ice cold or you can drink it moderately chilled. And I think it still has a lot of flavor. Uh, yeah. You can probably chug them. This is this could be my new favorite beer. Do you have this in cans? Uh, this is not in cans. So uh, okay, it's not my new favorite. Beer. Uh, 
My second I, favorite. I brought a canned beer for you, though, that will hopefully be your, your new favorite beer as well. So, All right. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's good. Uh, yeah, it, it's really just... Is it... It's barley and wheat. Yep. Yeah. There's a li- yeah. There's a little bit of wheat in the malt bill there as well as the barley. Yep. I can so. always taste the barley, which I like. Hmm. Um, yum. There's there's a creamy finish here. There's also mm-hmm. it's creamy then crisp. Yeah. What do you think that is? Is that lees? Is that yeast? Is that uh, is that an adjunct? It not an adjunct. Uh, like but, oatmeal. Yeah. No. No. There's no oats in the malt bill for that one. Um, no rice. No. no, no, like Budweiser, where they put rice, barley, right. hops, and water, right? Yes. Yeah, you think it's an Asian beer? <laughs> but I, well, there's a, I. Lot, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, yeah, you know, in those in those uh, you know domestic light lagers, there uh, a lot well, of it makes adjuncts. it cheap. Yep. Um, I like there's no residual sugar here, much like some of those big uh, manufactured beers. All right, uh, on to the yeah. second beer. It's called Coast Day Dry Hopped Hazy Lager. Yes. All yeah. right, this is in a can. This is a really cool can. Uh, I think you're almost, uh, uh, this is, this reminds me of like the 19, early 1990s where we had some of those hypercolor. Oh, look at you. You practiced. Am, am I getting better? Yeah, sounded like. What All do you right. think? What do you think the audience think? Was that better? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Everyone's nodding their head. They're just in awe of your expertise yeah, and talent. Yeah. All right, let's get. Let's see if we can get the hazy IPA. Right, I'll pour a little taller pour so we let's, get a little see. more sound going here, right? Born in the Northwest. Yeah. Rich Chops. All right. <laughs> hey, nice head there. You go, wow. Well, you know, this is a this is a tricky job here to pour beer on radio. Pour and talk. To get, well, <laughs> and, you know, you got to think about the head. You got to think about, here, do you want this one instead? Um, no, no, no. I, I want to get a mustache. <laughs> okay, so the Hazy Day, uh, Coast, Coast Day, Day hazy? hazy Lager, Dry Hopped. Yeah. All right, let me take a sniff. All right, so definitely some more uh, pronounced hop aroma uh, yep. on the nose. Um, it smells like Citra or Chinook or something. It's an experimental hop uh, that we get uh, called uh, Franken hop. Oh nine three two six, I believe, sexy. is the number. Uh, yeah, I'm sure one day we'll get a, a commercial, a, you know, a commercial name for it. It's but, like uh, uh, what's Jenny eight seven six five? That is yeah eight seven six five three zero nine. So. Uh, anyway, this this hop we started working with on our pilot system uh, a couple of years ago. You get some pronounced uh, berry notes, uh, and uh, and so I think it it lent itself nicely to the the lighter body lager, uh, as well as uh, you know just the uh, the the overall kind of refreshing angle for this. This so, has a little more depth of, of flavor, a little more complexity, and the hops. There is a fruit style. I want to call it melon versus berry. That's kind of what I'm getting. When you think berry, you think red berries. Unless we're talking salmon berries, right? right? And salmon berries, I have to go walk through Schmidt's Park, and hopefully there's some there I can try. But uh, to me, this is more of that cantaloupe melon. Um, and then there's a bit of sage in the hops. I'm getting that mm. on the finish here, on the retro nasal, we call it here mm-hmm. in the wine world. Uh, but hey, that's me. What do you get? Yeah. Berries? <laughs> I like the mouth texture here. I mean, for mm-hmm. a uh, a dry hopped, well, it's a lager though, so it's going to yep. be less in body. Yep, exactly. It's going to be less body. hops, but it's just dry hopped to see. There's no bittering hops. It's just aroma hops, and that's the difference, right? Bittering hops are in the boil. Yeah, I, yeah. The dry bittering hops, hops the, the bittering hops are are very light. You know, you're going to have some. I think we use Nugget and uh, Mount Hood, so we're like not very. You know, obviously Nugget you can get pretty good. Uh, you know, kind of. Uh, 
IBUs. Uh, yeah, IBUs out of, and so you don't have to use as much, but it's only used for bitterness, and then the hoods add a little bit. I think of a little softer, more floral kind of uh, notes. That's interesting it. you call it mountain hood, because that seems like a cool big mountain, and it's only got a little soft note. I mean, it really yeah. should be like uh, Mount St. Helens, which blew its top. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, are those trademarked? Do they, they trademark hop names, too, I imagine? They do indeed. Yeah, there are several that um, if you if you call them Citra, out on your mosaic, label, you yeah. need to you need get to approval. get an agreement with your with your hop supplier and and you know fill out requisite paperwork. Oh. And what well, about those thing. Monsanto hops? Are those coming out yet? <laughs> no, 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 nothing, nothing like that. So how about the Canna hop? <laughs> mm? You're starting to see a little bit there. more of that in the yeah in yeah. the market, right? Or the hemp hop, huh? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so this is available in 12-pack, uh, or excuse me, 12-ounce cans, yep. and also the Imperial Pint, 192 yes, 19 19.2-ounce cans as well. So uh, that's, a, that's a new can for us. That uh, This was the first beer we put into it last year. Um, you know, great for, I think this beer is great, again, you know, if you go to the, you know, your local, uh, you know, C-Store, grab a, you know, grab a single, you know, it's a little bit bigger volume. Mm-hmm. So do you now you get these the tall ones in six packs or those four packs? No, those are sold singles. Oh, so, singles. Yeah. So All right. Yeah. So, down in Pioneer Square. Uh, paper I don't bag. know if they're down. I don't know. <laughs> you know it's only five three ABV, right? So, oh, right. So know. they are there. How yeah. about that? Perfect. Yeah. Now you can uh, you can enjoy multiple beers throughout the day there and relaxing on the park bench. That's right. So fun, yeah. uh, Bruce Key. Uh, you have um, a total of like twelve different beers year round, uh, and you got Pier and Brew House open seven days a week. That's correct. Yep, seven days a week. And you have a special, uh, you, you give back to charity, right? You've got a new yep. promotion going on. Yep, and- so starting in March, we launched Brews That Do campaign. And so uh, in the state of Washington, as well as the state of Oregon, any pyramid beer sold, we're making a, a donation to, in Washington, Food Lifeline uh, of Western Washington, and then down in Oregon, the uh, Oregon Food Bank. So we're helping uh, those agencies provide a substantial amount of meals uh, to to uh, people you know, help need. people in need. Exactly. Yeah. Now, July 13th and 14th, something's coming up. What's yeah, happening? So uh, down at the Pyramid Ale House, we're going to have a Coast Day party, and so we're working on uh, we're going to bring in a bunch of beach sand. We're going to have DJs <laughs> playing music all day. We're going to have a bunch of fun games outdoors. We're really going to just kind of celebrate a male bikini contest. That is not on the agenda. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. You, you can take that idea and run with it. <laughs> uh, if What's, so, we'll name it after you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's the website? Uh, it's pyramidbrew.com. All right. Hey, that's Bruce Key with um, Curveball, Summer Blonde, and Coast Day Dry Hopped Hazy Lager. Check them out. Yeah. Refreshment this summer. Stick around, folks. we got lots more coming up on Happy Hour Radio. Start your day the right way. The Commute with Carlson, live and local, weekdays 6 to 9 a.m., Talk Radio 570, KVI. You're in the know with KVI Want to Know Weekends. Here's more Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle, happy Saturday night. And uh, from Pyramid to Proof, we've gone to the base of, uh, you know, mankind's alcoholic uh, elixir beer, to the base of uh, what is called spirits. Uh, basically, they make beer and they distill it into uh, the spirits, whether it's eau de vie, if it's wine and fruit, uh, and or uh, new make spirit, if it's uh, kind of grain-based. And I've got uh, one, well, 
the owner of the fifth largest distillery here in Washington State. Uh, his name is Nathan Kaiser, and it's Two Bar Spirits. And uh, we're going to talk about Proof. Proof Washington's coming up on July 13th at Fremont Studios. And uh, Nathan Kaiser, welcome back to Happy Hour. Hey, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be back. Yeah, you look excited. I mean, thanks for taking the Saturday night. I know that you're always working. There's two people down there. You work two, you and who? The dog? <laughs> uh, no, that adds a third person. So we've got Maddie, who's our head distiller, and she's running that full production all the time. Wow, and I, I took a little tour down there. You've got use a lot of hot water. Oh, thousands of gallons and, a day, and that's just straight out of the tap, right? Is it okay for the wort for the mash? You can just use it out of the tap, right? Or does it have to be balanced with uh, minerals or pH? No, so we use it right out of the tap mm-hmm. for the making of the beer, and then when we distill it, any of the things that might be in the water don't make it through into that whiskey. Yeah, and um, you know when I see your still, you had a bunch of those glass. Windows. Portholes, yeah. Portholes. What do those do? That's just for aesthetics, right? Because who doesn't <laughs> love to see what's going on in the still? It's so dark in there. Do you have a light? No, but that's why we've got lots of portholes, a lot of natural light oh, coming through in that big skylight at the distillery down in Soto. And what does it look like it's a steam bath or something? <laughs> oh, ours is actually running directly on steam. We started out as electric, and then we went to water bath, and now it's full on steam, and we're cooking out a lot of whiskey every day. And what's... uh. I remember the big bags of grain you got, and they were, what are those called? Totes. Totes. Yeah. So when you and I met years ago, we were going through 1,000 pounds of grain every few months, and uh-huh. now we're doing 1,000 pounds a day, all local, all sourced out of Yakima. Oh, wow. And uh, who's shoveling that? Is Maddie shoveling that grain in and out, or do you have some interns? Oh, no, that's the dog. <laughs> that's He's the, the one that does all that heavy lifting. Uh, no, it's just Maddie and I, and uh, we're milling, mashing, fermenting, distilling, and aging, and bottling everything ourselves. You mill it yourself, which means you take the whole grain and, and crack it, it, right? Yes, sir, exactly wow. right. Wow. And so does that make a lot of noise? Oh, it's loud, it's dusty, it's dirty, yeah. and it's awesome. Do I've you never keep, had this much fun. You've got the, and you're right, can, can people come down and visit you? Oh, yes, we love it. So we're down in Soto on 4th Avenue South in Lander. Um, we have a great tasting room where you can try the bourbon, uh, a little bit of the moonshine, and see the entire facility. So soup to nuts, that, like I said, milling, mashing, fermenting. And it's like a, a huge, uh, gigantic baseball stadium facility, like 2,000 square feet or something? <laughs> yeah, just a monster. <laughs> no, so it's about 2,200 square feet, and about three stories tall, and it's a lot going on in a small facility, but it's what we do. Tell me about your oak regimen, because it's it's always interesting, um, you know, in this world of, of forests, whether it's French oak, Hungarian oak, American oak, Russian oak, Missouri oak, uh, <laughs> or Oregon oak. What, where does yours come from? We get all of ours from Missouri. Uh-huh. And uh, for bourbon, it has to be new charred white American oak. And uh, we first started with 15-gallon barrels, and now we're up to 30s. And uh, we're also laying down most of our whiskey into full-size barrels as well. But we don't know when those are going to come online. I see. So straight bourbon whiskey, by law, is 51% corn and then uh, two years aged in new, uh, uh, unused, right, new charred American oak. White, yeah. Yeah. So it's majority corn made anywhere in the United States, Mm -hmm. distilled below 160 proof, barreled below 125 proof, and aged in that new charred white American oak. And to be straight bourbon, you nailed it, has to be over two years in that barrel. And yours is uh, just, do you pull it out sometime after two years to see, and you taste it and go, now it's ready, like Orson Welles? <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have to do a lot of sampling on site. That's all business and all professional, um, but it does happen frequently and often. Um, but we're actually at over three years now okay. in the 30-gallon barrels. Um, and, you know, we started, 
seven, seven years ago now, and every batch has gotten better and better. You know, we bootstrapped the distillery from nothing into what it is today, and that whiskey just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, and I noticed that I saw you on Total Wine, which is a huge outlet, uh, and uh, to have that com- uh, much uh, distribution is great. Do you have a distributor, or are you still doing it yourself? No, we uh, we signed with Columbia Distributing, Very which good. is just a great team, uh, 300 people on the sales team alone, and we're working with them closely on a day-to-day basis to get That's it out awesome. there to you guys, the end consumer. I love it. So the end consumer actually has a chance to visit you on 4th Avenue, but also the proof. This is the Washington Distillers Guild's annual um, consumer party, which celebrates not only education, but also a chance to taste and some great pairings, right? Tell me about it. Oh, we're super excited. This is the uh, sixth year that we've done it, and we've got a great partner in uh, Varsity Communications. Um, we're going to see 30 to 40 distilleries. 15 to 20 restaurants. And if you are looking for kind of what Washington has to offer in terms of spirits, whether that's vodkas or whiskeys or gins or liqueurs and anything in between, you're going to see it here. You're going to taste anything you could imagine and things you couldn't imagine. Um, And just the quality and the depth of what's being produced locally will all be on show there. That's great, and it takes place on Saturday, July 13th at the Fremont Studios. Uh, It's easy to take an Uber down, which is probably the best, and you've got two (laughs) options, right? You've got the general mission, which includes uh, 10 tasting tokens and a commemorative glass, but also VIP, which uh, I always enjoy personally. You get an hour early, so it starts at 4.30 to 9 for VIP. You get 12 tasting tokens, a special Glen Cairn tasting glass, a little swag bag, and uh, it's only limited to about 200 tickets, so that should be pretty cool to get down there. Um, Are you paired with a restaurant? or are you standalone or is it uh, like a restaurant row we are not pairing with a restaurant this year we're doing a special release of a amaretto barrel finished bourbon um Ooh. yeah it's gonna be it's delicious oh, and, look uh, out bsb oh yeah uh and it partnered with uh, sons of vancouver up in uh oh yeah bc in, exactly right great guys uh they took our barrel they aged their amaretto in it and now we are taking that barrel and aging, finishing one of our barrels of bourbon in it. And it's just that kind of partnerships and that kind of one-off that you don't see anywhere else. Yeah, I, uh, I remember uh, uh, Rogue Distilling uses there. They have a uh, stouted whiskey, uh, which was pretty cool because they've got uh, some great whiskey that they put in there. Uh, and I think the Amaretto, man, that is super cool. That's a great little niche because I think the, the brown sugar bourbon craze, it gives a little sweetness, which really rounds out the palate and makes it super tasty, is a great entree for a lot of people, especially for, um, you know, cocktails, women who want to drink cocktails. I don't see a lot of women taking it straight and eat things like that, although they certainly can. I welcome them to do that, but it's just not quite their gig. They like um, a little things that are softer, and, and this to me is great. You brought some spirits here today, and this is the straight bourbon whiskey I have in my glass. Yes, sir. What so, batch is this? Oh, man, I don't even know. We just do a, a monthly release, and... Uh, we the thing that we did was we just laid it down every day, every month, and every year. And we got a cute rat. Lay it down. <laughs> Lay. <laughs> but uh, so and this is over three years old. In that uh, those thirty gallon barrels, four char, and you're gonna get at a hundred proof, super sipping whiskey, um, a little butterscotch, vanilla, cherry, and chocolate with mm-hmm. a really nice long honeyed finish. Really complex, accessible bourbon. Uh, that's just killing it. Yeah, this is uh, this is really good. You've, oh, thank um, you. It's different from what I first remember. We haven't tasted together probably four years or so. Um, so it's a, it's definitely a treat to. I mean, this is our fifth year. This is actually our sixth year. Congratulations! Love to see what you're doing. <laughs> I know. Um, and but it's a little darker color. It's definitely more smooth on the palate. I think the first year you were doing two years, and now you've got a little more. No, the, it's always three. No, the first batch was. 
six year, less than a year yeah. in the 15 and then the second batch was a little over that and the third batch was over that so we you know we bootstrapped this thing which is yeah. i don't advise that to anybody especially Stress. laying down lots of whiskey uh, but every batch just has gotten better and better but we haven't changed the mash bill and we haven't changed the process just the aging and that allows that the melding of those flavors and the complexity to come out in the way you're seeing it well uh, this is definitely world-class whiskey and you can taste them all at proof it's july 13th at fremont studios tickets are available at ProofWashington.org. ProofWashington.org. And again, there's two tickets. And the, um, are this, are the bites complimentary because I see you have tasting yes. tokens. So you probably they want to monitor the, the liquor board, wants to make sure that. Uh, we want to ensure everybody's safe right. and has a wonderful time and uh, enjoys everything in moderation. Yeah, and it's about, you know, enjoying yourself and being loosened in the next day to be able to talk about it. I mean, I think we're past those. those college days where we're trying to understand what alcohol the effects of alcohol maybe high school i don't know but um really it's it's a classy event now here's a couple things wear comfortable shoes because it's a cement floor don't wear a lot of cologne or perfume because there's a lot of aromas to be had whether it's food and of course when you talking about a host of different spirits right bourbon whiskey gin vodka absinthe rum liqueurs coffee liqueurs uh and there are I think Washington State is what outside of Kentucky is the second largest state with distilleries. Based on the numbers, it's looking like we're the largest. Uh, we have the largest number of craft distilleries in the country. Yeah, you know, like almost a hundred to one hundred and twenty, depending on how you calculate that. And number. we're so fortunate; we've got great water, soft water from the the Cascades, of course, and we've got great grains, grains, fruits. Everything in between. I mean, you're going to see some great vodkas from like uh, glass, whiskeys from Highside, uh, liqueurs from Skip Rock. I mean, these are going to be, it's going to blow your mind as to what's out there and how good it all is. Yeah. And uh, remember, have a little food before you get there. That way you can sip. Um, and don't be afraid to spit. I know that uh, it seems that you're there to have a good time. But um, hey, if it doesn't suit your palate, no need to swallow it. Uh, but it's uh, proofwashington.org. It's July 13th. And uh, Nathan Kaiser, you are the vice president of the Washington Distillers Guild. I am. Been uh, almost two years now trying to help and uh, build the community and the industry as a whole. Well, congratulations. I mean, from Bootstrapping to the fifth largest distillery here in Washington State. That's huge. And uh, I look forward to seeing you down at Proof Washington. Hey, folks, check out Nathan Kaiser at Two Bar Spirits on 4th Avenue. What's your website? TwoBarSpirits.com. All right. Hey, thanks, Nathan. See you at Proof. Hey, folks, stick around. we got lots more on Happy Hour Radio. Regular guys separated by 20 years and a full head of hair. Mark Lee and Van Camp. Weekdays 9 to noon. Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. And you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle Somalier, Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle. Hey, welcome back. And, uh, you know, it's this show is about uh, good times, good living, in moderation, of course, and good food. And some of that good food, especially here in the summertime, is about salads. And and uh, with the advent of um, prepared foods and all the grocery stores and, and our busy lifestyles and convenience, um, I've hit the salad bar many times on my way home to uh, make something fun because there's probably 30, 40 ingredients there. You can you can dress it up the way you want, and of course they got the deli. Um, but you want to I want to tell you that um, last month was National Salad Month, and um, with me being in France and uh, not having a chance to uh, get back into uh, to the states to talk about salad, of course I had some salad there. And funny in France they serve it 
later in the meal. It's not a first course. Um, but I've got uh, Sharon Elia, Elia, who was with Karen's Natural Foods. And um, she's my current salad expert, and she's down in Central California. So, Sharon Elia, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you, Christopher. Good to be here. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks for spending Saturday night with me. And um, all right, let's talk about you. You are um, a salad expert, is that right? Well, you know, every day is National Salad Month at Karen's Naturals. That is our bread and butter, what we live for. And uh, we offer wholesome ingredients to go into a salad to enhance. So that's our expertise. Right on. Um, let's talk about Karen's Naturals. You're based out of Central California, which really was the heartland for many of the, the Northwest um, uh, food needs. Of course, the Central Valley is very fertile. Uh, lots of wines growing down there, lots of vegetables. And, mm-hmm. of course, um, Karen's Naturals uh, is founded about 30 years ago. Tell me the story about Karen's Naturals. Yeah, Karen was a Barry, Bay Area art student met and married, fell in love with a fellow fourth-generation farmer from the Central Valley. And um, so out there, she was an art teacher for a season, but um, began to raise children, wanted healthy snacks for herself, for her family, asked Farmer Bill, that's her husband, to plant (laughs) tomatoes and uh, organic tomatoes. And she began to dehydrate them as as a personal snack, took them to a party. Everyone went crazy began to put them in little tubs and sell them at the farmer's market, and that was the beginning of Karen's Naturals. I like it. Um, You said it takes them to a party and everyone crazy. These aren't like magic tomatoes, are they? Hey, they were magic tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm wondering, did she have... uh, all went crazy, okay? That's right. Did did she have a friend named Ron Popeil with that dehydrator? Because, I mean, how did you dehydrate back in the day? You had to just put paper napkins in things. Indeed. Yeah, indeed. Well, she was a clever woman, very inventive, and uh, she managed to do it. Uh, it's, but I'm not positive what her what her <laughs> methods were at that time. That's okay. So Karen's Naturals uh, was born on a necessity, right? The necessity is the mother of all invention, and I, yeah. I know that here on the West Coast we're very inventive. Um, and Karen's Naturals has now grown to be a, a full-fledging, uh, full company, which provides a variety of different uh, foodstuffs. Tell me about those. Yeah, we provide a large line of organic and conventional, all non-GMO, all 100% natural. So what we offer in this bright green bag is uh, just freeze-dried as a process that it retains the nutrients. It never goes below a certain temperature. So you have all the nutrients, all the antioxidants, intensified flavor, and everything's weighted and picked in season. So you, it's this burst of flavor that is very intense and all the natural goodness of eating a natural blueberry that is no sugar added. So it's it's a wonderful snack, but it also is wonderful, the baking ingredient. Um, so very Yum. versatile and or cooking. Yeah. So uh, you can make powder out of it for baking. Uh, confectioners use it. And um, yeah, in regards to salad, what uh, we love, if your salad's going sweet, is you add a raspberry or a tart cherry or you know some of those ingredients. Or if it's going more savory, 
you can add um, crunchy corn, crunchy peas, which our slogan for this month is corn is the new crouton, okay? Oh, yeah. So, I like that. We're going we're gonna to help you out. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I've always, you know, it's funny because there are so many iterations of food these days, but a lot of them are processed. When we think about... I remember as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, Crunchos and Cheetos, and potato chips and Doritos, mm-hmm. um, and those are so right. processed. But I always loved corn nuts, and it was such a natural thing. And of course, maybe it was the salt, mm. maybe the seasoning. Are all of Karen's Naturals things um, freshly dehydrated? I mean, you have a, these are shelf stable. That's right. They are shelf stable, and uh, we have a few products that are dehydrated. The majority are freeze dried, so dehydrated will be chewy. And freeze dry would be crunchy. Oh, okay. And um, so you would get um, like the corn would be crunchy, but you wouldn't in a corn nut. You wouldn't get the oil. You wouldn't get the fats. Right. You wouldn't get the salt. Interesting. You just get natural. Natural flavor. It's all natural. Uh, um. So when you uh-huh. when you and think very of sweet. Oh, yes. And uh, that's what I love about summertime is, uh, of course, uh, corn season here um, and, and the freshness and the crunch. Mm-hmm. Um so when you think about nutrients in, in the process of freeze drying, I mean, that's this, how do they do that? How, is it put in liquid nitrogen or is it, um, is it oh, like no, sort of no. cold age? I mean, how, how does that work? Well, I've watched the process um, and I'm not an expert on it, but I'll tell you what I, what I saw. Um, first of all, it goes from the field to flash frozen uh, within hours. So it's picked flash frozen. So that's the state it arrived uh, in the freeze drying process. Then it is um, okay, put into something looks like an MRI machine, right? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and very slowly, very slowly at very low temperatures. Um, and what the process, I'm not a scientist nor an expert, but this process removes very slowly the, 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 liquid, the liquid from the fruit or vegetable. Uh, cryogenesis, uh-huh. right? And yeah. Freezing. Well, you sounds like yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I watch sci-fi. I know yeah, all about this stuff. <laughs> well, and, see, I didn't watch my sci-fi. I was watching romances. Sorry. Ah, uh, Han Solo <laughs> and all. Um, I heard a little accent. Are you from the East Coast? I am not. Okay, good. You just got. I mean, people say here in Washington we have an accent, and I said, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Washington uh, State? Where are you at DC? No, or? I'm in Washington State, of course. This is, uh, you know, the Evergreen ah, State, okay. uh, the yeah, Sanctuary yeah, yeah. State. This is where we are. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about salad. Um, how many heads of lettuce are consumed on a, a weekly basis here in America? Oh, goodness. Well, the average American today eats approximately 30 pounds of lettuce each year. All right. And that's. So, over 20 million servings of salad are consumed every week in the United States. That's a whole lot of salads, and that does not include animals, okay? So we're doing <laughs> You mean like tuna it. salad or chicken salad? <laughs> that- no, 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 no. Animals eating salad. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, oh, like, I see. It doesn't include bunnies and turtles oh, and, right. and birds. Oh, I see. Yeah, cause I, that's I know. what I mean. Turtles. They give them a piece of romaine lettuce there in turtle heaven, apparently. <laughs> uh, so funny. You hey, have a- <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, so Karen's Naturals has a whole line of different ingredients that you can use, shelf-stable for salads and mixing, uh, cooking, baking, etc. Um, what's a website that people can find uh, uh, your list of uh, uh, accoutrements? Shop at Karen's Naturals and uh, dot, dot net or com. And, one of the uh, two. <laughs> yes, for sure. Heck, each one. So sorry. 
Uh, let's I've been see. Home yeah. Oh, it's uh, shopkarensnaturals.com. You've got 25 different ingredients or different uh, um, opportunities to enjoy healthful ingredients for salads, cooking, baking more, uh, and shipping's mm-hmm. free with $50 or more. Um, so, what is the size? If I want to get freeze dried raspberries, I mean, how much am I ordering? Is it uh, four ounces? Is it 10 ounces? Is it uh Uh, Well, it's very, very light because all the water is gone. So it's 1.5 ounces for the raspberries in a standard pouch. Wow. Yeah. And how many, what's that serving size then? Is that that five raspberries or 10? Is it, how many in there? Is that like a salad, like the salad pouch? Um, no, it, it would serve, I mean, if you were doing some large salad and you put all of them in there, it would, you know, be, be a whole lot of raspberries. So I, um, <laughs> probably three cups plus. Okay. Yeah, it just depends on. All right. That's fun. Appetite. Now is, it'll serve, is, I guess. Are um, all the ingredients, uh, all the, uh, sources of, uh, of vegetables and fruits from California? Uh, definitely from the United States, from the not United all States. from California. Yeah, okay, I understand. Um, well, this has been really fun. I appreciate uh, a chance to learn about Karen's Naturals, and I, I think, did um, you take me back? I mean, it's funny because growing up, my parents were backpackers and hikers and mountaineers, and we would always get that freeze-dried mm-hmm. stuff, and that was 40 years ago. And here right. we are again, talking about it again as a healthful, um, mm-hmm. a, a, a lovely, pure expression of what nature has. Uh uh, Sharon Elia, uh, thanks so much for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Can I give you a promo code for your listeners? Yes, please. K, as in kitten, V Victor, 1570. K Victor, no, Karen, Victor, 1570 for 10% off your next order. KVI 570, got it so much. Sharon, thank you. Have a great day. Talk to you again. Cheers. Thank you, Christopher. You too. Bye bye. He's live, he's local, he's all Northwest. Lars Larson, weekdays noon to 3, Talk Radio 570, KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, Seattle. Hey, Puget Sound, welcome back. Hope you're having a great Saturday night. And uh, it is June. We are fast approaching July, which means uh, the Bite of Seattle. And, of course, uh, Kirkland Uncorked. Um, a chance to get away into Washington wine country or perhaps Washington distilling country, brewing country, cider country. Uh, so many options. Um, I, I suggest that uh, to find these out, of course, the websites, uh, um, the Internet is always a great resource. But there's some magazines out there um, that you might want to pick up for the summer. Of course, uh, Washington State Wine Commission produces the Washington State Tour Guide for for wineries. They talk about different restaurants, of course, different wine tours, whether it's Yakima, Chelan, um, the the North Coast or the Puget Sound area, meaning uh, Polsbo and Port Townsend and Port Angeles. Of course, we've got uh, wineries here in Seattle. Um, Woodenville is just uh, a short uh, trip away up north. Uh, they have over a hundred different tasting rooms, and uh, of course, a couple of distilleries now, and some breweries. Um, it's it's super fun, you know. Get some friends. Remember when you're out and about, don't wear perfume. Wear something comfortable, and and be uh, very kind to all of those servers there who are, are taking care of you, the tasting room people. 
uh, in this marketplace with the growth of Seattle, um, sometimes we've got people that are still in their infancy of the industry, learning, doing their best to take care of you with a smile. Uh, so be kind, and you may know a lot, uh, just like me, of course, um, but you, you want to make sure that you uh, are, are friendly and approachable, um, and don't be afraid to tip. Uh, taking care of some of these folks. Uh, you don't always have to buy, but um, a tasting fee these days uh, really goes for the product. Um, you know, $5 tasting fee is nothing anymore. We think about the clean glass you got and how much that costs, and they got to wash it and staff it and the door. And um, what's great about it is that you always have a chance to um, put that tasting fee to purchases. But uh, here in Soto, we've got a bunch of wineries, uh, Sleight of Hand, Lada, um, Roti, Curlew, Structure, uh, of course some uh, breweries down there, and a pizza place there at Nine Hats. Um, that's on Thirst Avenue down uh, just south of the Spokane Street Bridge. Uh, check it out. It's a great place. To me, it's it's really cool because you've got five or six different spots you can drop into. they got some good food there, and it's super close. Of course, I live in West Seattle, so I'm, <laughs> I'm biased. Uh, also have some other um, uh, tasting spots on First Avenue, or Thirst Avenue, as it's called, uh, Westward Distillering. Uh, distillering. Yeah, boy. Uh, and then Efesti has uh, um, got a new tasting room. And, of course, on 4th Avenue, Two Bar Spirits, um, Elsom Cellars, uh, and much, much more. Um, the breweries here, of course, uh, there's, uh, breweries are fun, but um, we can do those in the wintertime. But head out to these wineries. And so, like, Lake Chelan, make the trip. Uh, the uh, Seattle Wine Awards took place back in April, and all these wineries uh, have just received their recognition um, kudos to uh, all those who um, got some fantastic uh, awards and recognition, gold, double gold. I know that uh, um, uh, Kira Sellers up in Woodville did super well. Um, of course, Mary Hill is a stalwart, and that's worth the trip. You head down to the Columbia Gorge area, uh, Mary Hill in um, Mary Hill, Washington. Uh, great concerts. Uh, and if, if you want to head down, I mean, take a Take a three-day weekend and head down to uh, Oregon wine country. Um, it's really warm down there. So when you're in the Willamette Valley, you've got, uh, shoot, 300 different wineries. Of course, they focus on Pinot Noir, Pinot Gris, Chardonnay, uh, and some great bubbles down there. Um, it's worth the trip. Check out the Oregon Wine Board. Um, they've got a whole host of uh, itineraries and maps and uh uh, locations and, and hours and all that information. But again, the magazines, you want to check out Tasting Room Magazine. Uh, they've got an events calendar, uh, which is super cool. Um, we've got uh, some wine walks coming here in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, check out Seattle Uncorked. Um, and also my friends at SIP Northwest uh, and Cidercraft Magazine will get you the lowdown on all the local ciders who participated in the Seattle International Cider Awards. Uh, some great recognition heading their way. And, of course, the distilleries participated in the Seattle International Spirits Awards. Um, I know that Sailor Sea makes some fantastic liqueurs. Uh, and, uh, of course, down in Gig Harbor, we've got um, Heritage Distilling. And, like I said, Westland and Two Bar and Mischief and Batch 206 uh, and Fremont. Um, there's so many out there. Uh, plan a trip. Take your time, uh, get there with uh, with Uber or Lyft or the bus. <laughs> they still run. You can join the rest of the folks who smell like booze on the bus. Um, but be sure to eat something before you go. Be kind, be generous, um, and uh, don't wear perfume or colognes. 
be comfortable and um, uh, just have a great time with moderation. It's about tasting. It's about smiling and enjoying uh, the conviviality of our local region and, of course, our local purveyors. Um, hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, gosh, it's beer time for me. Uh, or do I want a bourbon? I can't decide. Hey, folks, remember, life is always better with a designated driver. Cheers! Cheers!